Praise the Lord. This is Evangelist Julius Adeomi of the Gospel Distribution Ministry. In this broadcast, we are talking about the actions of faith and how we, we, we are trying to learn from the stories in this Bible of people, men of God or women of God that receive supernatural miracles in their, in their life. And what did they do? How did they exercise their faith? And that is what we are analyzing. Because faith, we also have faith, but that faith must produce some work, must be shown, must be demonstrated for God to see that yes, you really believe. And then what you are believing for will be granted to you. Like Christ said in the book of Mark, chapter 11, if you, if you, if you desire anything and doubt not, whatever you ask for, you must not doubt, but you must also ask. But you also say believing. That is what you are asking for. You have to believe that you receive them. Then you will have what you say. Mark chapter 11 verse 23. Let's read that and quote it correctly the way it was reported by, uh, by Mark. Because we are talking about faith. How should we exercise our faith? Or how, what does it mean to to doubt and things like that. We, unless we analyze it, then we won't be, we won't be able to anchor our faith right. In Mark chapter 11, Jesus Christ said, Have faith, in verse 22, Have faith in God, for verily I say unto you, that whosoever, that's everybody, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Now, that particular verse, we can analyze it for much further. He said, you are to say, so there is you speaking forth what you believe, what you want to happen. You must say it out of your mouth. That is very important because that is what we say confession of your faith. If you don't say it out, you just believe in your heart, you never confess it out, it's a doubt in itself. And you are not sure that this thing is going to happen. You say you have to say it, even what looks like impossible. Because God is, Jesus Christ was using an example of a mountain. A physical mountain was there, it was pointing to that mountain to make you see that even what human beings may think is impossible, if you will say it and don't doubt it, and you believe it will happen, he said, God will make it happen. That God is going to be washing your heart to see whether there is doubt there. It's God that's going to be washing your heart to see whether there is doubt there. Doubt means, do you really believe God can do this for you? Because that's two things right now. Do you believe God can do it? That's one thing. Do you believe it that He will do it for you? It's another thing. So, two things is involved when it comes to faith. Do you believe God can do it? That is the testing of the power of God. Everybody say, oh, I know God can do all things. Then the next question is, do you believe He will do it for you? What makes you special? That He will do it for you. And that is where everybody almost fall back. Because everybody say, oh, we are far away from God. Oh, we are all sinners. But God said He is calling we and we Christians not to be sinners anymore. He has said we are called to be saints. So we shouldn't be classifying ourselves as sinners. God cannot hear us. No, God is saying, if you have been born again, and if you are listening to me, you have not been born again, you need to come and be born again. Accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Then you are no more a sinner. You are now saved by grace. 
then you should then believe and have confidence in this our God that he loves you and he will do it for you if you will ask not doubting him because then at that time if you are now doubting him you are saying he may not do it for you we are not to doubt him that is where the issue is he said if you don't doubt in your heart but if you believe that those things which you say shall come to pass do you believe it shall come to pass then it will happen to you for you so that is the let's call it that is the formula for faith the formula for faith is what the Lord Jesus has given to us in the book of Mark chapter 11 verse 23 let's read it again he said whosoever shall say unto this mountain that mountain could be anything that is that look like impossible to you or to human beings but we want God to move it for us and he said whosoever shall say unto this mountain be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea that's what the saying said but he said and shall not doubt in his heart that is the key you must not doubt what you say but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass that's the tough thing you say it you don't doubt it and you believe it shall come to pass he said he shall have whatever he said he shall have whatever he said of course that is the first part of it and we have to go to verse 24 and verse 25 to see some other clauses concerning this thing we call the formula for faith let me read verse 24 because the Lord said well you better go to verse 24 and verse 25 therefore I say unto you what things soever ye desire now he's now bringing it to whatever we desire we have to desire something I remember a preacher Kenneth senior who was passed and said that many times people don't even desire something and they just hoping that it will happen desire has to do right now with you really desperately want this thing not so we desperately want this thing that is a desire so Christ is now saying what sins ever ye desire when ye pray believe that ye receive them and ye shall have them now that is another form of if call, call it a a caveat to the formula if you desire something when you pray he says you should believe that you receive them that is you should believe that you have received you after you praise the lord i thank you because you have given it to me that means there is a pre thanksgiving that is, you before you receive this thing before you see it manifested in your hand believe that you have have what you have been asking for believe that you receive them and you shall have them see that is another caveat to this formula and you can look at that bible verse and meditate on it yourself verse 25 it becomes another key again and when ye stand praying forgive if you have aught against anybody that your father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses but if you do not forgive neither will your father which is in heaven forgive your trespasses now that is the third key there but i will more or less put all of those for another broadcast because forgiving is tied to getting what you are asking for that is another key to getting what you are asking for but i will come to that in another broadcast but let's go back to this story that i want to talk about today actions of faith for the examples of people men of god that got miracles when miracle happened to them let's go to the story of Jehoshaphat, King Jehoshaphat in the book of 2nd Chronicles chapter 20 I will start from verse 12 2nd Chronicles chapter 20 
In this story, this has nothing to do with sickness or healing, but it's still a miracle. Asking God to do something for us. There was this day in the days of this king Jehoshaphat, he was the king of Judah. And there was an army, a, a great army coming against them. Judah was just a small community by that time. Some few towns that are left that are called Judah. And Jehoshaphat was the king over them. And then in verse 2 of Second Chronicles chapter 20, they said, Then there came some that told Jehoshaphat, saying, There cometh a great multitude against thee from beyond the sea on this side of Syria. And behold, they be in our as a son Tamar, which is Engedi. So the, the enemy was coming against Jehoshaphat. And when he heard about it, and he knew that his army was small, they cannot stand against this mighty enemy, he was scared. But still he said, And Jehoshaphat feared, and set himself to seek the Lord, and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. Because that was the only thing they could do. They, could, they know they couldn't fight this great army that was coming. So they started to pray unto God. Verse 4 says, And Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord. Even out of all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. And Jehoshaphat stood up as the king and leader and cried unto God and prayed. From verse 6, you can read that. But I will read the last part of it where he said, Verse 12. O our God, will thou not judge them? For we have no might against this great company that cometh against us. Neither know we what to do. But our eyes are upon thee. That is the summary of the prayer. He was leading the old city or the old country. All the communities that were left in the temple and they were crying to God that we do not know what to do. This army are coming to wipe us out of the face of the planet. They say, Our eyes are upon thee, O Lord. And the Bible says, That seeketh shall find it. If you knock, the door shall be open. When he cried unto God, God was going to answer. And especially because Jehoshaphat was one of the people that actually loved the Lord. Jehoshaphat was one of the people that loved the Lord. And because he loved the Lord, the Lord was ready to help him. Anybody that loves the Lord, God will answer you. God will help you. And the Bible said that, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his ways, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him. And to our God, and he will abundantly pardon. So if you have been far away from God, and you cry unto God, even if it is when you need him, if you cry unto him, and you repent from your sins, God is merciful, God will still answer you. And the best way is to always be in tune with God even when there are no troubles. So that you always love the Lord and worshiping Him. That doesn't mean the enemy will not come against you. But when the enemy comes, God is by your side to defend you. You don't need to cry long before He will answer because He is your shield. God is our shield. God is our deliverer. God is our defense when you know Him. When you are His son, especially through the blood of Jesus Christ, He is your deliverer. And he will defend you. And he will provide for you. That is what he promised. So in these days of Jehoshaphat, Jehoshaphat knew God. According to the stories in, that, in the earlier chapters, 
of this second Chronicles, Jehoshaphat was one of the kings that really feared God and led the people the right way. And God was helping him. But during this time was a test when an enemy came against him. And Jehoshaphat was going to cry unto God for help. And that was what we are talking about here now. How did he do? How did he exercise his faith? The first thing was he called upon the Lord when there was trouble. Because the Bible said, Call upon me, and I will answer thee, and you will glorify me. In the day of trouble, call upon the Lord. That means you believe there is a God. That believes you believe He is listening, He, is answer, he will answer your prayers. That is faith in itself. We are analyzing actions of faith in this series. And this is the story of Jehoshaphat. One of the actions of faith of Jehoshaphat was when he heard there was trouble, he gathered all the people together and they called upon the name of the Lord. Now, when they cried, the Bible said in verse 14, a prophet among the Levites prophesied and said unto Jehoshaphat that God will defend them. Verse 15 said, Thus said the Lord unto you, Be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours but God's. Tomorrow go ye down against them. And he told them where they will be coming from. And verse 17 said, Ye shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves, stand ye still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. So God answered. It is nice when God can prophesy through a prophet. It is nice when God can talk back to us. And only we that are Christians can guarantee that God can talk back to you. You may say, well, we don't have prophets in our midst. God can talk to your heart. You don't have to have a prophet in your midst. We are all called to be saints. And you are expected to grow to be able to hear from him. If God gives you peace in your heart after you have prayed, that is the answer that God is saying, be at peace. Don't be afraid. Because many times that will be what God will use to answer you back. He will give you peace in your heart concerning a situation. Say, for example, somebody was sick and you are crying unto God for God to heal him or for the person not to die. And God give you peace in your heart. Even though you may not have any way of prophesying and there is nobody that can prophesy that God can use his mouth, God can just answer you by giving you peace in your heart. And that peace indicates that God has answered you. In the same way, when we are praying and there is a heavy body to pray, on our heart, even by the Holy Spirit, when we pray until there is peace in our heart, means that God has answered and the prayer has gone through. That we have been that is, we pray through. So you may use that as an example of a, a barometer to know when God has answered you. Now, the Jehoshaphat had that and they all praised God. So the next thing was they believed. Verse 18 said, And Jehovah Shaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all Judah. And the absence of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, worshipping the Lord. So, see, see that great example for us. When you hear the word of God, you believe. And you worship and praise God. So, that's another example of it. You're already praising God before the miracle happened. So, that is one good example of for us. When God said, believe that you receive them, you shall have them. If you believe you receive them, what should you be doing? If you have already received your answer... You should be jumping and praising and rejoicing and thanking the Lord. Not so. so that is an example. Don't say where well, it has to manifest before I jump and praise and dance the Lord. Just begin to praise Him. As we all want to praise Him 
Father, we thank you for answering all our prayers. That is how you praise him. And you can sing praises. You can worship him whatever way. But singing praise of God is one way. And that is what Joshua just did. And gave us an example there. When he had prophecy. That don't be afraid. Stand still. God is going to fight for you. Tomorrow go against them. And God will be the one that will be with you. They started praising the Lord. Now verse 20 is the second day when they are about to go. Because we are analyzing steps of actions of faith. So if he was to act to, act to exercise his faith, the second day when they were to go, there must be some exercising of faith. What do you mean by exercising faith? You have to, be, you have to ex- express that you believe the prophecy that was prophesied yesterday. And the prophecy said, go against them, even though they are multitudes, you are just a few. The prophet said, you are going to stand still and see the salvation of God. You are not going to need to fight in the battle. But just set yourself and stand still. And God is going to be with you. God is going to fight for you. So they have to say, they, to show that they believe that prophecy, they have to take the steps. That was light, that was analyzed, that was laid out for them. Gather yourself as army. Go and stand still and just watch. And that was what they are going to do today. On the second day. Verse 20. And they rose up they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Now listen to what he was going to tell everybody. Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. Believe his prophets, so shall ye prosper. Amen. Now, Jehoshaphat was the king. He was the, like, call him the captain. A captain must, must try to cheer up his people. He must try to encourage his people. He must try to build faith in his people to believe. Because if he believes, he has to pass that belief around. That is very important. If, you are, if he is doubting, he is going to pass the doubt around also. But if he is the leader, he has to exercise that. He wants to, he want, they want to go and do what God said they should do. So he has to encourage them. So that they are, they are, anybody that is afraid will be encouraged not to be afraid. So this is what he told them. Believe God. And believe the prophet that just prophesied yesterday. Say we shall prosper. So after he encouraged them, that is one good thing. Because God wanted you to say something. And one of the things you have to say perhaps is words of encouragement. When things are not, It has not happened yet. But you are confessing that you believe. So you must speak out as the Holy Ghost move upon you. You have to say something. To confess something. You better confess it. Don't say, well, I will wait till it happens before I confess it. No, you have to confess it before it happens. When God said, confess it. Now, in verse 21, is the next step. He said, when he had consulted with the people, so what shall we do? He appointed singers unto the Lord that should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army to say, praise the Lord for his mercy endured forever. Now that we all remember is the victory that Jehoshaphat demonstrated. They said, what should we do? As they are going to go face this enemy, he appointed singers to go before and they were singing praises to God for his good, for his mercy and joy forever. You will say, well, let's wait until the battle is over before we praise God. No, they are saying we are going to praise God even before the battle starts. And that was what we are talking about. Believe that you receive them and you shall have them. So this is a very good example of how to exercise your faith. What steps to take when you ask something from God. He said you should believe that you have received them when you pray. 
say you shall have them. I'm going to read that Mark chapter 11 again because that is a good example of how Jehoshaphat demonstrated to us how he demonstrated that he believed the prayer he has prayed that God answered through a prophet. He said, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Mark chapter 11 is this, the, the formula Christ, the Lord Jesus gave to us in verse 24. He said, therefore I say unto you, that's Mark chapter 11 verse 24. What things soever ye desire when ye pray, believe that ye receive them and ye shall have them. So Jehoshaphat desired victory over this enemy that was coming and he prayed unto God asking what shall we do O Lord we don't know what to do and God spoke through a prophet that said God is going to fight for you tomorrow you just go there and stand still and see how God is going to do it you are not going to need to fight in this battle now he believed the prophecy he believed the answer and he believed that they have won just because God said so that's what Jesus Christ said believe that you receive them so now if they believe they have received them they started praising god right when they had the prophecy they started praising god they woke up the following morning and as they were going he encouraged these people and they said what should we do so they keep on praising god and they started praising god again as where they were going towards the army that was coming against them they were singing praise to god and playing the the instruments of praise and worship and the Bible said the rest is history. You can go read the rest of the story. The Lord said a, an ambushment was sent against the enemy and the enemy just killed one another. The two, five armies attacked one another and killed one another. By the time Joshua got there, all the enemy have been destroyed by themselves. They killed one another, fighting one another within themselves. And when they got there, they started rejoicing again and just picking the spoil. And that is how we are going to take the spoils of our enemy also. Because Jesus Christ has already given us the victory. Is this sickness that you are combat that you are against right now? Jesus Christ has already given you that victory over sickness and disease. Because the Bible already says so that he strives, he let us. He was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. Two thousand years ago it was done. And by his rise we were healed. That includes you. If you believe, you were healed already. Now begin to praise him. Thank you, Father, for you have healed us 2,000 years ago. Thank you, Father, for you have healed us through the blood of Jesus Christ 2,000 years ago. As you confess that, you are healed. And that is what Christ is saying. Believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Now, if you say, well, the symptoms still there. The affliction seems to still be paining you. That is when you should just be thanking the Father that he has already healed you, confessing it, confessing it. You may say, well, it looks foolish because some people are thinking that you are just confessing something that has not happened yet the just shall live by faith is what the bible said so you have to confess it to yourself confess it in the air confess it if somebody asks you uh, how, is, how are you doing just say i believe i am healed i believe i am well and then when they are not around you tell yourself that i confess in the name of our lord jesus christ i call my body well I call my body well. I speak to my body be well. Because Jesus Christ has healed me. As you confess that, you are healed. Because Jesus Christ is whom you are invoking. His word is eternal. His word is spirit. He said, the word I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. 
It's just say, I believe I am healed. I confess I am healed. Thank you, Jesus, for healing me. Thank you, Jesus, for you have healed me. You have to confess it continuously. Thank you, Jesus, for you have healed me. From the hairs of my head to the soles of my feet, I am healed. Because Jesus Christ said, we were healed by his Christ. If we were healed 2,000 years ago, I am healed today. Because it is already past tense in the mind of God. I am healed. You have to confess it and then begin to rejoice and thank the Lord. In the face of all hearts, begin to rejoice and thank the Lord. Take your mind off of the trouble. Take your mind off of the sickness and disease and put your mind upon the Lord Jesus Christ. Just be saying, thank you Jesus for healing my body. Thank you Jesus Christ for healing my spirit. Thank you Jesus Christ for healing my soul. Thank you for give, giving me a new, a new strength. Thank you for renewing me. Thank you for making me every with all. As you confess it, so shall it be unto you. Because the Bible said, they overcame the dragon by the blood of the Lamb of God and by the word of their testimony. That's your testimony, your confession. And we love not our lives unto the dead. The Bible said in the book of Revelation, chapter 12, verse 11. That is how we overcame the dragon, the devil. By confession. We are confessing that the blood of Jesus Christ atoned for our sins. We are confessing that Jesus Christ has paid for our sicknesses and diseases and our iniquity. We are confessing that by His Christ on the cross we were healed. So everything that we lost in the Garden of Eden, Christ has restored. By removing sin from us and then giving us healing. The Bible says He took our own pain, He took our sicknesses and diseases, He took our death and gave us His own eternal life. He gave us His own immortality. It's an exchange. Christ exchanged our death with, for his own eternal life. So he took our death on the cross and he gave us eternal life. And that's what the scripture is making us to believe. And Christ said, He that believeth in me has passed from death unto life. Believing that is faith. And you confessing it is how you exercise your faith. Like we are just analyzing the faith of Joshua just now. When they, he, when they heard the word of God, the word of prophecy, they believed it. And they begin to rejoice and thank the Lord. And then they confess that they have that victory when you are praising the Lord. Let me read to you first John, uh, the epistle of John, the first epistle of John, chapter 5. And I will read some few verses to you so we can see how the Lord gave us the word that we, we are to anchor on. You are to anchor on these promises of God. When there are situations, you confess what the Bible said. Verse 9 said in verse first John chapter 5, verse 9. Say, if we receive the witness of men, I mean sometimes many people believe testimonies that men said something's happened, something's happened. Say, if we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God, which he has testified of his son. And what is this witness of God? In verse 11 says, this is the record that God has given to us eternal life. And this life is in his son. God has given to us eternal life. What is eternal life? That we may know Jesus Christ and know the true God. Verse 12 says, he that has the son has life. And he that has not the son, he that has not the son of God has not life. So what we are saying then is, we have eternal life. Through Jesus Christ. And if we believe in him. He said we have passed from death unto life. And we know that we are of God. And the whole world lies in wickedness. 
And we know that the Son of God is come and has given us an understanding that we may know Him that is true. And we are in Him that is true even in His Son Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. The true God and eternal life. So what we are saying is, the Lord Jesus Christ has already given us eternal life. He exchanged our death for His own life. He gave us His own eternal life and He took our death. And He gave us His good health. He took our sicknesses as He was bruised before He went to the cross. And because we believe it, we have to confess it. Even in the face of sicknesses, confess what you believe. In the face of uh, troubles, confess that Jesus Christ gave you the victory. After you have asked, He said, Ask and you shall receive that your joy may be full. I pray that the Lord will give you understanding in all of these that we are saying. Father, I pray for those who are listening right now that you give them more understanding and give them the insight into all these things we are saying. Help them to be able to comprehend it and heal their body, Lord, and grant the desires of their heart in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Write to us and we shall send you some more exhortation. Write to the Gospel Distribution Ministry, Box 71027, Phoenix, Arizona, 85050. On the internet, our web address is gospeldistribution.org. Gospeldistribution.org. God bless you.